Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. People are talking about what we're going to do with the deadline. People are like, sell, sell. What are you selling? What what are you going to sell? Yeah. What? Exactly. Exactly. What are you like? Do you you want to sell a guy like Dubé right now while he's hot? Do you now? Now, see, this is another thing, right? People, when they say selling, you immediately think, okay, upcoming pending UFAs, right? Mm -hmm. Look at 2024, man. Lindholm is up. Toffoli is up. Backlund is up. I'm not worried about Backlund. I feel like he'll resign. Unless he wants to go to a contender, which he absolutely deserves. Absolutely. Hannafin is up. Zadorov is up. Shillington is up. Okay, like, look at what the Blues just did. They traded Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko for Halls. Yeah. Their draft cup board is looking pretty nice right now. Yep. Because our organization, and I know that this is a ballsy thing to assume, and it's not something that I, I I say this already knowing that the organization has not contemplated any of this. Like absolute zero. Zilch, right? But use your brains. If you can sell high and add draft capital in this summer's draft class, which is Insanely deep. Loaded. How do you not do it? Yeah. Absolutely. Especially for a team that hasn't had draft capital in such a long time, right? Like the Flames have always been buyers. They are always seeming to go out and spend their picks on something on deadline day. Um, Like, I don't know. Do you think that as of right now, that's – the direction the flame should look towards is maybe looking to add some draft capital or do you wait? I mean, we got Arizona, Vegas and Colorado this week followed up by Boston on Tuesday, the following Tuesday. What, like, where do you stand after those four games coming up, Arizona, Vegas, Colorado, and Boston, what do you want to see out of these four games? And what do the flames do from there? Play like you care. That's literally why was Matthew Kachuk so loved? This dude literally came out and was like, I care about winning as much as the fans do. Because he cared. Yeah, exactly. So 
man, what I what the way I look at it right now, what's the highest draft pick you could probably get out of Lucic, Lewis, Richie, or Stone? Probably a fourth rounder. If you want to go and yeah. look at the Laurier deal as a comparable, it's a fourth rounder, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you have a talk with the guys that are expiring? Because no matter what, some big decisions are going to have to be made this summer anyway. Mm-hmm. With all these guys that are coming to expire, you, based off what this organization did in the summer, it seems like they learned from their lesson of not, mm-hmm. you know, waiting. Right. But man. Like, seriously, do you talk to Lindholm? Do you talk to Toffoli? You'd be like, hey, guys, where are your heads at? What do you guys want? Like, yeah. what are you feeling right now? Like, do you do you want to be here? If you don't, that is, let us know. That is discussions the team needs to be having so we don't end up in a situation like we did last summer again. And this is this goes back to the whole be proactive, not reactive. What are we going to do, wait for half our team to walk? Exactly. Exactly. It's like you thought it was bad with Gaudreau and Kachuk expiring in the same summer. Yeah, try half the roster. Like, (laughs) like, oh man. I guess the better question to ask you is how well does the team have to do in that four game stint to change your mind of what we should do at the deadline? (laughs) So, okay. Let's say, right? This is this is the thing that's crazy, right? Let's say Minnesota loses to LA today in regulation. Right? What yeah. happens? Same We're number of points back. Two points back. Mm-hmm. Right? Flames go into Arizona. They win. They tie that final spot right back up. <clears throat> and that's the part that kind of scares me. Why? Because I see us connected to guys like Luke Shen and all that sort of thing. And it's like, hey, why? Would you want to be spending draft capital on a third-pairing D-man when you've got a guy like Dennis Gilbert who is already doing everything that you would ask for out of Luke Shen exactly. without giving up a potential second or third rounder, depending on what Vancouver is looking for in return? Exactly. Don't touch any of your picks for this year. None. Zero. That no. first and second, you're getting a good player with those picks. This yeah. draft class is so deep. It doesn't matter if you're selecting 12 or if you're selecting 16. You're going to get a decent player. You're getting a solid player this year. Yeah. This year's draft class is very, very stacked. Absolutely. And I don't know, man. I just I just feel like the whole buying right now is kind of ridiculous because I feel like if you're going to go out and you're going to spend a second rounder or a third rounder for Luke Shen – Luke Shen isn't going to come and make and be the reason why you make the playoffs. He's a, guy, he's a guy that gives you solid depth when you're in a comfortable spot to be in the dance, not to get I, into the dance. I, I think we've seen enough of the sample size this year to kind of know that the Flames don't have what it takes to go on a playoff run. I mean, even if we do make the playoffs, are we really making it out of the first round? Are we really? <sighs> It's just it's that kind of vibe, right? So, it's personally, I don't think this team have what it takes at all to to go on a run this year. And so, why not try and gear up for next year? Like that's kind of where you have to look at this point. That's exactly where you have to look. I mean, guys like Lucic, Lewis, Richie, 
you're not selling stone, right? So there's no, no. you bring him up as a pending UFA, but like he'll be signed next year. It's fine. <laughs> um, it, like it's just, you're getting no value there. You're going to have to have some difficult conversations with guys that are huge parts of your team and wonder about what is best for them and for the organization. No. He's awesome. Uh, I love the guy. He's literally our best player all, all around, right? An argument can yeah. be fully too. But if neither of those guys want to stay past next season, you're going to have to have that conversation now. You're, you're not – the thing is, is what people don't understand is like you have big, big, big pieces all expiring in the same year. What this deadline should be is a normal run organization would already be having this conversation mm-hmm. with guys like Hannafin, with guys like Lindholm, with guys like Toffoli, because right now their value, you can get the highest amount of return out of those yeah. guys right now than you even would in the summer. Yeah. Because right now you're, the team would pay for Lindholm at four. 4.85 for two playoff runs. Are you kidding me? You're telling Absolutely. me the defender wouldn't sell their entire board for that? that? Absolutely they would. I, I think you just said it absolutely perfectly. I don't know if there's much else to say. That is exactly where the Flames are right now, and that's exactly where their mindset needs to be right now. Um, if it isn't, then what are you doing? Like Exactly. Absolutely. What are you doing? Yeah. Like. What is going on internally that would prevent you from having the conversation that any fan that follows close enough attention would be happening if they opened up the damn cap friendly page? Yeah, you absolutely. Know what I mean? Oh, and then the question comes like, okay, what are you going to do with Markstrom? Well, you can't do much. He's got a full, full no move. You like people are like, oh, it's fine. Call up Wolf and. Vladar and Wolf will be your tandem. Next it doesn't year. work. Like that. No, like we're stuck with him unless he comes in and is like, "I want out." Yeah. Then, then you can say, "Okay." Then you can bring, you can, you know, dish him out for whatever his value may be, and then just use that money for a guy like Timo Meyer. <clears throat> but you know, he'll already be a New Jersey Devil by then. But it's fine. That's my prediction, by the way. Um. But yeah, that's this is where I'm at. Like I just I don't I don't see how you can't be having these hard conversations that us as fans even don't want to have. I love those guys to death. Lindholm to Foley, all those guys, I adore them. Lindholm just had a kid, Levi Lindholm. He's mm-hmm. Levi Lindholm is gonna be the first overall pick in 2041. It's happening. <laughs> like it's happening, right? We're gonna be 41 and we're gonna watch that kid get drafted. The thing is, is like, I love all of our players to death. I do. Like, I genuinely, there's a reason why I'm a Flames fan, and I'm the kind of fan that loves the team. I'm not a kind of fan that wants to sit and critique, like, 90% of Twitter, which is such a toxic environment, I can't even have it open anymore. Um, Yeah. And. But if you want to see something, if you want to see a vision here in Calgary and a cup here in Calgary, you got to start making those decisions now and you really got to think about your future. Absolutely. I mean, you've said it perfectly on here. Like we're not as much as we love the players and we don't want to see us lose any of them. 
um, it's time to start making the hard decisions to finally bring a cup back here to Calgary. Because what we've been doing and this penny kicking, kicking the can along, just trying to get by, it's it's not going to bring a cup. And yeah. I know all, all the fans want is a cup, and it, it that's not what brings cups. The thing that I find interesting, too, is a lot of fans now that are going back being like, 2004 was terrible for the franchise. What are you on? If it wasn't for 2004, the team would have been in Calgary. Yeah, it would have been relocated in about 2011. You would have had – 2004 is the reason why you have a new fan base here, why people mm-hmm. care about this team. If it wasn't for a Gimlo mm-hmm. Kipper, are half the people that grew up watching the Flames even Flames fans right now? Probably not. You're telling me that the Flames were financially stable in the late 90s during <laughs> that Young Guns era, which apparently people are so okay with bringing back. Okay, you know when you go to a Wranglers game and only the lower bowl is open? Try that for an NHL game. Because yeah. that's what happened. The tarps were closed off in the yeah. upper bowl. Yeah. What, like, I read some of these takes and I'm just like, oh, my head. Like, it hurts. I, I can't. It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't even really look at too much anymore just because it's so it. toxic and it, it doesn't help anything. So I, I just try to stay away from it. But, yeah, yeah, I, I think you've said it. Absolutely perfect, Raja. I don't think I can uh, really add too much on that, on what the Flames need to do here. I think uh, so just give us the keys. Let me go sit in Brad's desk. Well, we'll cook some stuff up. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> uh, just, I I don't know, man. I, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely at a loss for words. Like, what would Elias Lindholm's value be in free agency right now? If in free agency? Horvat, if you want to look at Horvat as a comparable over eight years, I feel like that's a fair comparable. Uh, absolutely. I think Lindholm would be comparable to Horvat. I believe he would demand right about the same. The goal here is to win a championship, not be a fringe playoff team year in, year out. Get in, see what happens, has been our mantra since 04. Because even in 1718... We, when we were in a worse spot, technically, than where we're in now, we still had it. We claimed Chris Stewart off waivers and put him on a line next to Gaudreau and Monaghan, and we traded for Nick Shore. We know, we know realistically what's going to happen here. If Ben Sherrod can get you a first-rounder, what could Noah Hannafin get you at this deadline? Noah Hannafin could get you like a whole prospect pool. If Ben Sherrod goes for a first, are you kidding me? Like... A little bit of foresight. These discussions have to be happening. They just they have, have to. to. Yeah. They have to. They, we need another Lindholm Hannafin type trade too. Yeah. Bring in two guys yeah. that are young RFAs, lock them up to team friendly deals and go. Just go. Yeah. Because absolutely. We know how this team operates, how this organization <laughs> operates. That's that's what they're gonna have to do this summer. It's just it is. That's what they're gonna have to do. I've already kind of accepted where we're at and I'm just like okay how do we move forward here right exactly it's it's kind of the fastest we've ever moved on I think um like it's just we want a solid plan here like enough messing around enough trying to win a penny championship go and build a goddamn hockey team here people sit there and go like yeah but you can't rebuild when Huberto Cadre and Uyghur are locked up why the hell not your entire team expires after next season. 
you can absolutely retool or continue to retool the right way with gaining draft capital while you have a Huberto contract of ten and a half per year, while you have Kadri making seven a year, while you while you have Uyghur making six two five, you could absolutely do that. 